Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Obsidian, 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 and I'm black. And I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm made from melted... <laughs> I'm sort of a volcanic glass. And I'm a ta- type of bark. <laughs> but we can get along. So why can't you? Why can't this you? Is <laughs> we go into schools and we, <laughs> we play two yeah. characters. Obsidian, Obsidian and, and Cinnamon. And Cinnamon. Who, also, and a, a cinnamon. their differences... <laughs> Obsidian wa- and a sim- mm. cinnamon. <laughs> I, I I wanted to bring up Obsidian on the podcast, and I think I've done it in a really organic way. Yeah, <laughs> because um, just before the podcast started, I was watching a, a a Facebook video of a man making a knife out of obsidian. Was it from he a? Was, was it a a blue obsidian? No, it was red. Oh, but did he did he talk at the beginning about how much this is a rare type of obsidian and that he's he's a bit got to be a bit careful? I don't know. If he, I don't think he did. No, but do do you have an obsidian guy of your own? Do I you mean, I've a... I've definitely watched a video where he makes a hand axe uh, out of a blue yeah, one, right. and it's a no, rare. We'll see, this guy was making a knife, and it was out of red, so it was pretty. Yeah, different. this is very different. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. and then what it's were com- you? Gonna I say? think it's a completely different skill set. I just wanted to say two things. One, um. Uh, obsidian, probably the coolest name for a rock. Oh yeah, I don't think you could. Yeah, let's you know. see, obsidian. Yeah, I mean, if there was something like, there's a word like lexicon, which feels like it would be great if it was like a type of metal or something like that. Mm, sure, <laughs> but but you it's know. not right. Uh, it not. means a no, it means a bunch like, of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost the opposite of metal. It is the opposite of metal. That is, <laughs> if you were going to create a music that was very, yes. um, like a type of rock music, mm. um, that was sort of very easy on the ears, smooth, yes. and talked about very kind things, I think you might call mm. it light lexicon. Yes. <laughs> rock, sorry. Light lexicon sorry. rock. There you go. Um uh, then the other thing I wanted to say is I think we've gone too far if we are rediscovering the lost art of making knives out of rock. Like I'm, I'm, I'm open to guys who want to be blacksmiths and want to do like you know metalwork and stuff. But I think rock chipping away at bits of rock and stuff that's a lost art that we do not need to rediscover. You don't think so? In my opinion, 
Yeah. I think it's I think it's silly. You don't you don't think we'll get to a point where we've lost all our metal? Um no, I don't think we will. And I think if we do get to that point we'll be dead anyway. No. And I think like as in yes. like because what because the metal's evaporated and everything's so hot? Well, I think if we I think I think if we as a society mm. have got to a point where we have somehow lost all our metal. Like, like even our rusted twisted <laughs> metal? Even our scraps of metal? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah if all the metal's gone, yeah. then that's a situation in which we're uh, no longer alive. <laughs> I can't it's... conceive of a chain of events. No. And oh, what about this, Andy? What would the chain be made out of? What about this? Mm. Uh, somebody uh, in a lab in Wuhan yes. Yes. <laughs> creates, okay. creates a hungry metal gobbler. <laughs> They've been testing on hungry metal gobblers, and the best one escapes. It's actually a really good, a really good because because we're in a golden age mm. of apocalypse concepts right yeah, now, yeah. right? Oh, the hungry metal gobbler, and he's a little it, ron, r- round furry guy with a big <laughs> mouth, and he eats a- metal and then he poops up mud. <laughs> oh no! Really stinky mud. Stinky mud. <laughs> It's not poo. It's not, it's poo. not just shit. It's, you, it's think fine. It's a, you think I'm describing shit? If you touch I'm it, not. if you touch it's just it, just a stinky mud. Yeah. If you touch it, you don't have to wash your hands. It's just <laughs> no. very stinky. It's really clean. It just stinks. <laughs> Actually, unbelievably <laughs> sterile. It's, you could, it's, it's good. You, they use it in surgery. Yeah, you could sluicing out wounds. Yeah, you could actually you dip your scalpel in it <laughs> before oh, you cut somebody no. over. <laughs> and a, yes, it makes their wound stinky. Yes, <laughs> but it actually prevents bacterial infections as they well. They have they have a little a little one of these little guys. They have him there on the that trolley mm. next to the the surgical bench, which is. Difficult because that trolley's usually made out of metal, so this guy's trying to eat at it, but they've got a little muzzle on him. What's that muzzle made out of? I hear you ask. Oh no. Twine. Oh thank God. It's twine. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't he does not interested in twine. He actually his his teeth can't even cut through twine. Oh, no. That's the great irony of the hungry metal goblin. That's right. It's like one of those you know like those 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 <laughs> blades for cutting through casts and they don't cut your skin? Mm. You know, like that. Yeah, they, what? They, is that a thing? That's a real thing. Yeah, they don't cut your skin, but it's like because they they move in a certain way that affects the cast, but not your skin. It's like more of a vibrate-y kind of thing than a. T- a I spinny. love it. I love it. Yeah, and your skin that's has a bit incredible. more flex in it. You know what I mean? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like that. The opposite of that bomb that kills people but leaves buildings standing. Oh, is that something we came up with on this? No, I think it's a real thing. It's I think real, that's sort of, in a like way, a, what the H bomb does. Maybe. Like, like a ghost bomb. Like I think a, it's because like it produces a, so much radiation. Oh, but it just yeah. Anyway, it's no, not but, a nice. No, but think about this: a thing. bomb that just—it's mm. like a soul bomb. It it only attacks the soul. <gasps> soul bomb. Yeah. That's a great name. And so only oh, only the only the creatures with souls are affected, which turns out is all of them. And oh. but it's not really souls; it's just like the. You know, the, whatever the bioelectricity that keeps life alive is. Oh, That's yeah, all right. it is. It's like an EMG, but for life. 
You know, so the, it just kills things. Is that what you're saying? It's, yeah. It's a bomb. It's no. a bomb, but it kills living things. I know, things. but it doesn't damage your skin. It's like the blade that cuts oh, your cast nice. as well. Yeah, okay. No, but do you think there must be a thing that, like, disrupts bioelectricity? You know, like the EMG. Is it EMG? Yeah, EMG. it's called 5G. Oh, no, EMP. It's called, EMP. Oh, it's yeah. called the COVID vaccine. EM5G. It's called electromagnetic fluoride in the fluoride. Uh, water supply. It's called uh, mm-hmm. uh, wait, yes. what's his name? Wait, uh, wait, wait. Russell called... Brand. <laughs> Russell Brand. I've got one of these new Russell Brand oh, edge you, trimmers. Oh, are you thinking of Bushel Brand? <laughs> Sorry, Bushel Brand. Um, I found it really stupid. Anyway. Russell Brand is horrible. Did you see mm. today came out? No. Oh, t- today a bunch of rape allegations came out about him. <gasps> Whoa. And, but but yesterday he had released a video saying, there's a coordinated attack. Yes. Uh, you know, because two news things are working on it. Um, mm. And and so he says, oh, well, it's clearly a coordinated, because I'm have all a great alternative to a dinkily-donkily mainstream media. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, and then you go, oh, I mean, so do you think it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it would have more value if it was a sort of off-the-cuff random <laughs> attack? <laughs> it just occurred to us attack. It's an uncoordinated attack. Yes, this is uncoordinated, so it seems like it's completely fine. They haven't um, organised anything. I mean, isn't that just like, like, that puts a lot of his, I don't want to talk about this too much, but like it feels like it puts a lot of his like drift into the sort of the alternative facts universe exactly. into perspective of just like, if you knew this stuff was coming out about you, yeah, right? You'd just be like, you know what? Those, those guys who have don't, who think everything um, is a conspiracy and uh, don't believe uh, mainstream media, I might, just start appealing to them a yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than if you're like, oh, a bunch of people might hate me because I did some shit things. I might try to gather the kind of audience that doesn't give a shit about shit things. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so he's like, you see Trump get away with everything. You go, I'm going to try and get some piece of that. I'm of those people mm. that will defend me no matter what. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Um so I don't know if there's, there's a sketch wow. in this way. Wait, how do you how do you turn this into a comedy sketch? Mm, oh, let's see. Let's see. Um, you're you're um, a nuclear bomber, mm. <laughs> but you've been I doing mean, it but, on no, the down low. But, but but what if it's not nuclear bombs, right? What if it's something like you're a company that has been putting like human feces into your um, beef burgers. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Then, you know, and and it's a, it's a, you know this is about this is going to come out eventually. Are you ro- rotating something, clicking something? Uh, I didn't think I was. No, no. That's oh, okay. my headphones are rubbing against my glasses. That's what it is. But you're experiencing that in your own private universe. Oh, right. Not, that's not affecting the listeners. Thank at all. God for them. Mm. Um. But uh, so then you 
okay, you realise so it's about to come out, and then you say, well, we're going to pivot to being... I mean, burgers probably isn't even a, a good enough example, right? It's not extreme enough because maybe you need to be tofu or something like that, oh, but and uh, then you've got human feces in your tofu, and yeah. you realise you've got to t- pivot to being an alt-right tofu company, which has got to be one of the hardest pivots to make. No, but no, because then you just ch- you just change it to um, to human feces whey <laughs> like whey protein. <laughs> oh yeah, great. <laughs> Like for like for bodybuilders, yeah, and stuff, for real jack dudes, yeah, yeah, it's really great. Good rebrand. I think you put that. You put that down. Is that why you put Feet. the word brand in yeah. there? Good. Yes, that's it. Re. Um, but uh, but wait. But how, do you call it? You you call but, it feed, but how does it save you? But how does it save you straight away? I don't know if it saves you straight away. Just getting into that kind of thing, like. Because you're trying to go for an audience of people who will defend you no matter what, mm. right? Well, I mean, I think it's a slightly different idea. I think your idea of you find out that you've got human feces in your tofu or whatever and you rebrand it and market it to bodybuilders and gym bros yeah. as a a fecal muscle supplement or something like that. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, I didn't. I, wasn't is, a, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. I think that's that's a sketch. You know what? I even though I said it, I didn't quite. I don't quite have my f- full head all the way around it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes in the in the yeah. uh, in the heat of mm. passionate conversation that we have, yes, sometimes I feel like I can't wait until I understand what I'm going to say <laughs> before I start to say it. You know? Oh, and I appreciate that about you. Mm. I think that's that's a beautiful. I want you to know that during, I remember during the 300th episode, I remember being sort of outside of myself for a little bit <laughs> and looking over to you and being like, Andy's talking. Somehow he knows <laughs> what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> But, How does he know? Where's he getting this it's from? It's just your instinct of like, we just have to keep going. We can't stop. I, that's interesting you say it because I feel like you are so much better at that than I am. That when I would just grind to a halt, you will produce something. And it's all the reps you've done as Alistair listing everything. Oh Yes, I use all my reps from... Mm. And then I just go, oh, what about this? Uh, the uh, blood on a... Uh, why a fence? <laughs> and you go, what were we talking about before the um, Russell Brand thing, Alastair? Because um, I felt like we were on a way to something. Oh, the little have we written Wuhan, anything else down? Well, we've got obsidian and a cinnamon. Oh, yeah. And but then have we've you got the little <laughs> Wuhan hungry metal <laughs> gobbler. Oh, great. You have written that down. Because I think that is a great... And yeah. I, as I was saying, I thought this was a very clever thing that I said. I didn't maybe quite get it out properly, but like we're in a golden age of uh, apocalypses right oh, now. Yeah. Like the idea that it's like a real, apo- it's, it's a real dystopia utopia at the moment. Mm. You can, uh, you, you know, can envisage so many. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And, and none of them. And, and so many that seem probable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um. people are lapping them up. If you can come up with a good dystopia, people will love it. So I think this one in which a little <laughs> monster man is eating all the metal. 
<laughs> it's really good. Yeah. And maybe he can only travel at a certain speed, right? This little guy. Yeah. And if you want to keep... We're trying to preserve our remaining metal, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe by loading it into big trucks and driving it around in them to yeah. try and keep just ahead of this little guy. Yeah. Maybe that's where all the hospitals and stuff have to be, okay? On these trucks oh, that yeah. are just like constantly fleeing from this ravenous little dude. And he's sure. eating all the street signs and everything that's, ironically, everything that is nailed down, yeah. he gets it, <laughs> a- including the nails. Yeah, and I he, mean, and he and he sucks it out. Maybe he's a bit like a fly as well, and he's able to spit up some digestive juices sure, onto things, sure, and just sort of melt them down, slurp them up. I suppose that out. that metal's got to go somewhere. It probably turns into he can turn it into juices of some sort. Yeah, well, that explains it, doesn't it? It's got to go somewhere. Ah, I've thought about this. Um, he turns it into juices of some sort. Of some Ow. sort, and it's all <laughs> sloshing around inside of him. Yeah, but then he's then he's plopping, plopping it. Plopping oh yeah, it, no. oh, and it does right. make sense that it would be sterile if it's metal in some yeah. way that's been processed. You know, exactly. he's sort of the opposite of the philosopher's stone that could turn base metals into into gold. Oh yeah, he, he turns all metals into poop. Um. <laughs> It's such a it's such a good future, <laughs> and we got all we got all this poop. That's the thing. But you know what? The fact that you described before the the living in a dystopia utopia is that mm. I feel like that's kind of a utopia in a way. It's like if we could just stay here, if we could stop the progress of destruction of the planet into this point. And if maybe some of the articles that are like, all right, now all of the vital signs, you know, six of the eight vital signs mm, of the earth are yeah, now tipped over into really, unlivable. You know, that I have of, been thinking about that so much, you know, as you would. I was like, oh, my God. But, <laughs> but if they could, you know, if we could just slow it down to there and stay in this place, in many ways this is ideal because it's like it's great for – um, it is a form of utopia, even if it is a dystopia utopia, where you can come up with so many viable dystopias. Mm. That is still a type of utopia, which is so far away from being a dystopia. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the opposite. Yeah. And yeah. so, and it's that kind of thing. It's like that. It's always um, lightest, not darkest before dawn or whatever it is. Mm. Right. It's the opposite. It's always lightest right before dusk. <laughs> right and now we're in that beautiful moment you know that moment where like when you hear about somebody dying and then it's like the the you know like the day before they die they're like and they had a sudden recovery and they're so mm. good they're Burst looking great yeah they're looking so great and they were chatting and they weren't in pain anymore and like that yeah. and then it's like and then the next day they died well that's what we're in right now we're in that great bit right now. This where isn't we can... making me feel better. <laughs> We're in that great... When does this start to make me feel better? Oh, no, no, I was saying if we stop it, if we stop it at yeah. here, this is the perfect place. Cause this we is stop the crazy it... thing is that I keep looking around and being like, but everything seems like it's ba- about as good as it's ever been. I realize that's for me in my position of privilege. But you're like, wow, it's crazy that everything's going wrong. I've got at the my point cyanide lake. Like we... <laughs> yeah, no. I got all these yes, these yeah. knocked down trees from when I was afraid that they were going to fall on my house. <laughs> and but isn't that good though? I don't know. That's a good thing. I mean, I got all this rotting wood. 
<laughs> surrounded over here. I have more children than any couple could handle. <laughs> oh, sorry, Andy. I'm just joking. What I'm you're talking? You, you, it seems like you're only listing good things, Alistair. <laughs> These all seem good to me. I mean, I mean, every single one it. of those living beings are good. Thank you. I am only referring to the workload. <laughs> I'm only talking about the the total of them. That's the problem. <laughs> Each individual one the, is good. Mm. Um, I had this. It's bit, a gestalt phenomenon. While I was in the shower today, I think I found. I think I, I maybe I remembered an old idea, but I, you know, because like, I have this bit that I was thinking about, which is like about how, um, wh- which I've done as part of show a show, my last show that I did, mm. but I but I ended it here, and then I but I thought of something to keep it going, which is the thing about how when you start going to school, taking your kids to school, you start meeting other parents, and sometimes those couples break up, and you see that they start co-parenting, and they've only got the kids half a week. Yeah. Right? And then you think, geez, it sure is a shame I love my wife. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because then they're all, you know, because it would be great, you know, and I'm sure it's more complicated mm. than that. Right? But, yeah. but sure, you know, but you got half a week off. But right? they're not talking about that at the pick up and drop they're offs, pick, are they? They're not talking about that. They're keeping <laughs> that little secret to themselves. Right? But, and then it occurred to me today, I was like, because it's crazy that that couple is broken up because um, giving somebody half a week off from you know having to do something really difficult sounds like something you would do to somebody you cared quite deeply about you Mm. know it seems like quite a nice gift and also actually making somebody toil all week long until they're tired to the point of losing their mind that seems like something you would do to someone you don't like at all (laughs) seems like um that we've got the whole thing around the wrong way around the complete wrong way Divorce, divorce should be the thing that you do to the person you, that love, you love the most in the world. Will you make me the happiest man in the world? And let me go. Let me have half a week off. Half a week off. I mean, what for a my beloved family. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely something, Alistair. I think potential. you should pursue that line of inquiry. Line of inquiry. Um, inquiry. Inquiry. I mean, mm. do you think that there's a is there a thing? This is going back to the dystopia utopia. Yeah, I know. There's, there's almost nothing here. It's just a, a clever thing that you said. But thanks, man. Is there the idea that maybe you know it's a sketch and it's about either a sci-fi writer or something? Uh, you know, it's a writer who wrote about this time, mm. right? About a time like this where the world would deteriorate, and the sketch is about how this guy predicted. You know, he was so spot on. He was he had so much foresight. You know, we you know, and he was able to see that now and it's this book that's a hundred years old or fifty years old, you know, he was able to see it before anybody else. Nobody else saying, and now we really are in this beautiful dystopia utopia on the edge of absolute doom. But I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In a beautiful place for sci-fi writers, 
it's so good for them, isn't it? God, they're so I lucky. I mean, because, <laughs> just because sci-fi writers often have to think about things that are awful. And now mm. it's so easy to sit th- picture things <laughs> that will be awful. Plus, there's GPT that can help you write things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even he, the writer of this book, who was writing about a, a time when it would be really easy for sci-fi writers, um, he wasn't even able to see how easy he wasn't even able to predict how easy it really would be that there'd be mm. this 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 program mm. that could write really shit things for you but that you could fix and make it better yes you could write the shit things really really quickly mm. um yeah. yeah so everything's uh great for sci-fi writers okay but what that means though is that maybe the way that we flip this dystopia mm-hmm. situation where we're on the pr- precipice of is everybody needs to become a sci-fi writer right see. so the only reason you know it it, it sounds like a, an unfair situation if it's only the sci-fi writers who are having a good time yeah but then what that tells me is that we all just need to become science fiction writers all imagining future worlds for each other i guess it could be a good currency if mm. if saying what's actually happening makes you feel bad, then mm. it makes sense if everybody becomes a sci-fi writer and says how things could be much worse. Yes, you know that's, true. that's a great gift, <laughs> and it's a great gift into uh, feeling comfortable and uh, happy about the present. Mm. But I mean, as things get bad, right? Mm. As things really do start to fall over, it's going to be harder and harder to imagine how things could be worse. But it's going to be more and more important. We're going to need, need it that more. much more, much more. And oh. the sci-fi writers will ascend to the status of gods. Oh, you know what, Andy? And we will As go to their churches every weekend <laughs> and wait to hear, God, I hope, uh, you know, what what will he come up with this week now that all our feet have rotten off well, you know, and our eyes have turned into You know what a, that's called, Andy? Mm. That's actually a utopia dystopia. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You see, that's where it becomes so difficult to imagine uh, <laughs> utopias. Yeah. You see, that's where we're heading. And he wrote about this in this book, um, <laughs> that at some point the people who can come up with any kind of mm. utopia. <laughs> mm. No, uh, but in my one, he's, oh, yeah. these people are trying to oh, come no, up no. with things that no, are no, worse. No, you're right. You're right. They are coming up with things that are worse. But, uh, and, but So it's a more of a dystopia dystopia. No, but it still is. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a dystopia dystopia. But, but in a way, um, God damn it! I don't, I don't have the explanation because I've, I've given up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But can you write down my idea? What about what? how the people who can come up with ways in which things could be worse will become? Yeah, that'll be the most valuable skill, right? Yeah. Because when, when pe- you know, at the moment, think people say, "Well, it could be worse," right? But in the future, people will be like, how? How could it be worse? I can't think of a single way. And then the wise and creative men will be like, well, what if your butthole <laughs> was full Ooh. of fire ants? And the fire ants were, weren't normal fire ants, but they were fire ants that were covered in spikes. And you'd be like, you're right. <laughs> it could be worse. And then... And then a couple oh. of months later, that's come true, right? And yeah. you're like, well, oh. what about now? Oh, sorry, the fire ants, they bred with rose bushes. 
And now they're all spiky and they're hungry for anus space. <laughs> the anus the anus is the only place that's not too hot for them to live. <laughs> and even though they're called fire ants, they actually don't like it to be too hot. They love the cool Yeah. It's damp actually spaces. it actually just feels like fire in your in your butt. Mm. If that's not so. too crude of a term. <laughs> Well, I don't think he'll have time for the niceties, he or she, these sci-fi oh, um, that's imagineers. A, that's, that's a great detail about this uh, dystopia, dystopia. Mm. With the prophets, they're kind of prophets. So you say godlike prophets. prophets. Yeah, I didn't say the word prophets, but I think that is exactly the word that I wish I had said. Yeah, it's because I've been, I've been sitting here with the sentence unfinished for, for at mm. least a minute. Searching mm. for the correct term, um, you know, uh, you know how there's like pastors. You know now, how? I've got I, it, at the moment. Yeah. My mind is confronted with two very different paths down which I can speculate. Yes, pastors. You know how there's pastors. No, well, <laughs> I mean, I said it in a way that could almost not be interpreted multiple ways. Okay, pastors. Yeah. So, do so you think that I mean like? Like b- bow tie and f- <laughs> fusili and stuff like that. Is that what you mean? Even with that hard R, <laughs> you interpreted it that way. Now I, I'm afraid uh, because I went to because uh, of the church that I went to, yeah, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, Alastair. Yes. You haven't clarified anything <laughs> because in that church, our pastors, our pastors. pastors are named after famous pasta varieties. So we're not getting any closer to the truth. I'm sorry, I'll stop. That's okay, Andy. Um, no, I'm ki- going to kill myself. No, no, no. Oh, all right. It's actually going to be quite... <laughs> I mean, could you get? Could you write a note to get Carly to send me your half of the, of the recording after you do it, though? <laughs> because or else... I think that this would make... I mean, you doing it on pod definitely makes it a, a good... A, a good mm. like, like solid endpoint for the pod. Yes, and I can't yes. be to blame, except for if uh, <laughs> if people listen to the episode and they realise I drove you to it. Mm. There's uh, a fly. I'm, there's just me and a fly in this room. Yeah, and it keeps landing on my head. It's not a pleasant oh, experience. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it one? Is it? Do you think it's like a? Because because you know how flies often. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking more of mosquitoes, but a lot of like those kind of like larval things, they start in a a liquid kind of thing, you know, like they lay their oh. eggs in a liquid. So do you yeah. think it could be like a cyanide fly from your cyanide lake? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I've spoken to people about this. Apparently most of the cyanide has settled to the bottom of the lake by now, Alistair. <laughs> Okay. I'm so sorry. I don't really believe that you're being affected by cyanide. Um, it, it, it has. I, I haven't been able to tell from the deterioration of your mental function. Well, there are so many other possible causes. Yeah, it's difficult to, you know, pin it down. Correlation does not imply causation, Alastair. Um, what about like a like a a school that, um. Their focus, it's a private school. Their focus is on mm. keeping your kids dumb so that they'll be happier throughout life. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So they will coddle them 
they will keep them. I mean, is that is that in a way religious schools? Do they do that to a certain extent? Um, but like this one, you don't even have to like, you don't even have to like bow down. It's like more chill. That's yeah, that's okay. one of their main selling points. We're more chill than religious schools. Because mm. a lot of religious mm. schools, they're like now just private, expensive kind of things, and well, you'll yeah, meet, sure, you'll meet, sure. you know, people, blah blah blah. It's like this one. It's that like it's not going to give you any. They're not going to give you like any like advantage in yep. society. It's <laughs> not that it's going to be like one of those ones that will like give you contacts with some, yeah, um, some you know politicians' kids or something like that. Yeah, it's it's like. <clears throat> it's really like it's it does the job that a private school mm. I know that a public school would do if mm. you were a kid that wasn't suited to that kind of yeah. teaching style. Totally. You know. So I mean ignorance is bliss, right? But it's ha- getting harder and harder to maintain that ignorance because information is so freely available. Exactly, right? And critical th- kids at these days have, you know, great critical thinking skills a lot mm. of the time and are able to, um, are, they're very engaged and very switched on, very aware, socially aware of a lot of the problems and things that are, yeah. you know, um, uh, challenging for society and we guarantee we will stamp that out. And the kids won't know as well. We'll make them think that they're learning important stuff. But yeah, not. but if they ask questions, the teachers will teach them skills that they're going to need for later life. Um, but it'll be like when a kid asks a question, they'll say, the teacher will respond, I don't know that shit. <laughs> like that. And and it's about oh, wow. instilling yeah. that pride in not knowing, mm, not knowing sure. things. You know? Yeah. Who gives? Who gives a fuck? Mm. But they'll say, who gives? Like that. Because it's mm. like still school. You don't want to hear kids... Swearing, <laughs> who gives? Who, who gives a a do, don don dongle donny donny dongle? Who gives a donny dongle? It's really good. Yeah. Um. G Willikers. It's a really good one. G Willikers. Gonna start saying that a lot more. I mean, but like, do you think that if 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 there was a proven method? that was going to give your kids the happiest possible life. And it meant, yes. and it meant, and this is mm. in, like, picture this in real life, right? Yeah. They, they find out through scientific proof, right? Through the yes. closest thing that you can get that if your kids don't know too much, mm. if they don't learn a lot, especially in school, if they're not knowledgeable in science and reason mm. and law world and, affairs and world affairs and mm. culture and philosophy and things like that that mm. they will lead the the happiest life that they can that is yes. possible would you avoid those things go to, to it feels it would be cruel otherwise wouldn't it i know but but you have been else? raised in this system where you're because in a way like you're hearing this mm. but you also kind of deep down are like yeah but like let's say let's say this is real, but like there a scientific paper is saying this is real. Yes. Would do you think that you would react by going, It's probably bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> like then, and then they're like, There this is a metal and then, then they, they release a meta analysis of a hundred different studies of this kind wow. of things. And then this also says <laughs> that that is the case. Do you think that you personally would 
you know, because it still feels like a risk, right? Not teaching your kids stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got heaps, so it's a risk I can afford to take. Yeah. You know, do it for some of them. Um, I think that there's a... No, I think I would believe that. I think I can completely believe that that is the case. And it's a thing that I think about all the time because there are a lot of bad things in the world and at some point I'm going to have to explain them to my children. And I think it w- in many ways it would be nicer for them not to have to know that, right? There are things about, like, you know, the potential devastating consequences of climate change where I'm like, how do you even begin to teach a kid that that could be part of the future. I think one of the right? greatest gifts you can give your kids is not tell them. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. And that's so that's exactly what we're talking about here, mm. right? But then you want them to not only but then they might still learn about it somewhere. So well, you've got to yeah. really make sure your kid is stupid enough to not be able to even understand the information <laughs> when it comes along. Yeah. And that way when things start to go really bad in the world, they'll just think it's a series of unrelated coincidences yeah. <laughs> and not a trend. Well, I and think they won't think that it's pointing in one particular direction because that's the other devastating thing is the idea that it might be a one-way track. And now instead of being like, wow, every summer's been hotter than the last one, I guess that'll continue forever, they'll be like, gosh, every hotter's being... Every summer's hotter than the last one at the moment. (laughs) You know, they'll just be like... And then it'll be, I guess it'll, oh, it'll be good when the cool change comes and they'll just sit around waiting for that until it's all over. Well, there'll still be cycles, I think, probably. But yeah. But I think, I think that you can only do your bit. I don't think you can, you know, like you can't stop information from getting to them, but you can give them a few years with less anxiety, I think. Mm, yeah. You know, sure. and I think that that's a great gift because you kind of go, because mm. I think it's not, the reason why it's not useful is because they can't do anything with the information. They Indeed. can't do anything to stop it. Yes. Even though I have more and more thoughts all the time that you and I should somehow just go into engineering for like 10 years <laughs> and then just solve this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth is, Alistair, that we would not be able to, right? That 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 is one of the problems for... Um, changing the world is that everybody comes along and thinks r- r- and claps their hands together and says, right, I guess I'm going to have to be the one to solve this. When that's not what we need. What we need is people to be cogs in the machine doing little bits. And, you know, and, you know, our, if we wanted to make a difference, probably it would be in an extremely anonymous way. I don't just think try, giving money to no, 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 people no. who are actually doing stuff. Andy, I don't believe that. I think. Really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't believe. I think, really? I think as like because in the end we're not going to help. It's gonna. It can only happen with the gigantic money sources, right? And I think that that the what 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 I'm pushing for, and of course it, it is that same thing that you said. It's the it's the ignorant like I'm going to change the world thing. But there are, it's the it's the aces in the holes. It's the little possible mm. like the, long the, shots. the yeah the, the long shots the new things 
the 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 blue sky like potential things that could come out of nowhere and be like actually it's the guys who didn't know what wasn't possible they they, you know they were only able to do it because they didn't know that it couldn't be done yeah right and that's how they did it and there's nobody who knows less about what they can't do than these two guys it's countries (laughs) and billionaires and companies that have to solve this now it's too late or or some maverick who is mostly plays a fake engineer. <laughs> and that's going to be hard for their credibility when they're trying to get people on board I've with this thing. I've thought about that, about how like, if I went back to being a real engineer, they'd be like, but why aren't you a Wait person a who plays a fake engineer who sells a whole lot of bullshit? You go, don't let that ruin my credibility. <laughs> I mean, I the fact that I know what's ridiculous means that I'm actually relatively... Informed. I'm actually not that informed, but mm. God, Andy, I feel like I've said anything, something that makes it sound like I think in any way positive about myself, and now I feel extreme shame, extreme negative, extremely negative about yeah. myself as a result. Okay, wait, and one, the balance two, is maintained. Three, four, five. Technically, I think we have five. I love a technicality. Yeah. Wait. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think we have five because one one of them is definitely not one. But, yeah, but right. So I think we have five. So would you be willing to go to three words from a listener? Of course. Well, today's um, listener, Andy, is Aiden mm. Kane Earl. Aiden Kane Earl. Oh yes, the classic. Here it's we a, go. it's a classic. It's a classic Aiden Kane Earl threefer. Three names from a of a listener. Three names of a listener. One one word from each of his names. Yes, that's right. And the first word, Andy, that Aiden Kaneral, and this is going to be the word from Aiden. Mm. Um, oh, you want me to guess it? Yeah. Um, okay. The first word is pupil. Pupil, Andy. Really? Is that what you thought it was going to be? <laughs> no, oh, look. No, not really. Um, I didn't really think that. You didn't think that, did you, Andy? Well, no. why don't you just... I'm going to let you try it one more time. Okay, on that first here's one. okay. I'm going to, right, all right. The first word is tombre. Tombre? You know what? You're definitely yeah. closer. Oh. But God damn it, it's still so you think far. You could have a third go. Hey? <laughs> can I have a third okay, you try? You can have a third go if I'm to get the first, now? Uh, the, first, the first word. Okay. Piercing. Not sure if that is closer. <laughs> I mean, look, the piercing often goes into a into a, a sort of like a hoop. It's like it goes and make, mm. creates a hole, and mm. this word does have an O in it, which is a hole. <laughs> okay. So the first word is kairos. Kairos, yeah, right. which is an ancient Greek word meaning the right critical or opportune moment. Okay. And well, in, that's in ancient Greek. In in modern Greek, it also means weather or time. Okay, what? How's that spelled? K a i r o s. I love that word. Yeah, kairos, kairos. Mm. I don't know. Okay, second word, Andy. Oh, I've got to guess it. I yes. forgot. Okay, the second. Oh, word oh this is the is word from from the cane, from yeah. cane. Okay, number plate. Number plate, Andy, no, 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 no. Think, okay, I'm going to give you a second shot, and I want you to think closer to home. 
Okay. Closer to home. Kairos. Kiros. Is it G-I-R-O-S? Is it that? I didn't uh, say closer to Kairos, Andy. I said closer to <laughs> closer to home. <laughs> it's, all right. Is it um, doorstep? Oh, that's pretty close think, to home. I think that that's the closest you're gonna get, Andy. Mm. The second word is banjo. You see, and I wow. feel like you have a banjo close to your doorstep somewhere. Yes, I do. Really, close. Andy. Can you see okay. your banjo right now? No, I can't because I've come to the laundry to record today. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Well, that's where I am, glimpse. of course, <laughs> mm. as well. Okay, the third word, Andy. Um, okay. The third Kairos, word. Kairos. Banjo. <sighs> Don't say um, something that you would say. I think that's my yeah, that's okay. my best. Mangina. Oh, I think it's I a, would that's a pretty good guess. Say that. It's a pretty good guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, but it's not that. It's tartuffery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. Earl, um Aiden. Yes. That was that was the uh, word from Earl. Yeah, that's really great. Well done. Yeah. What is a tartuffery? Well, it's um it's the character or behavior of a tartuffe. Tartuffe, maybe? <laughs> okay. um, but a, a tartuffe or a tartuffe yeah. is um, for us from... It's a, a religious hypocrite and protagonist in Moliere's play Tartuffe. Um <laughs> 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 Well, so. okay, so we'll just synthesize those ideas. I love it when they give us a nice, easy one, yeah. you know? I mean, where the sketch idea is just laid out for you. And yeah. You basically don't really have to do any work. I really yeah. enjoy these, so we got these kinds Kairos, of ones. Which I guess so we'll take the ancient time Greek, the right or, or critical moment. opportune moment mm. Um, mm. to be kind of a religious hypocrite with mm. a banjo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to pluck at the strings of a What hypocr- about this? Yeah. What about this? Outside a Pope, you know. Have we already pitched this as an idea? Outside of a Pope? Outside a Pope. But it's like, oh, you know how they... Pope. This is the thing about, you know, the Pope, uh, the Catholic Church, they always promote from within, yeah. right? But sometimes if you need, you really want to get those ideas, yeah. you've got to go outside the organization if you really want to shake things up. And I think they need it, right? So I think they need a Pope who comes maybe... Maybe from a business background, but then the banjo made me think maybe from a music background. A, well, somebody who's very you know like a a, a, a very popular folk musician. Mm. Um, let's see. What about this guy who's done like a right wing song? Oh yeah, that guy. Because that kind of would appeal to Augustus or, so, or, or what's his name? Yeah, I'm not Can't sure. Remember. Yeah, but he's done a little bit of a right wing song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he parlays that that profile into into popehood into a into a a he's he a run for pope. Yeah, he announces that he's going <laughs> to run for pope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. Um, the people's pope. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a populist. He's a populist. Um, I was thinking about a pope thing recently just that like you know how your last name Mm. once upon a time came from your father's profession yeah right how did michael pope that 
warm-up comedian mm. that we know. Where did his surname come from? Yeah. What's going on there? Because, of course, popes are famously not supposed to be anybody's dad. Yeah, but what about all these retiring popes that we have now? Oh, that's true. You know, they Do you can, think they could get there? They could retire and then uh, inject some sperm into some eggs. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be great. A pope that retires to have kids. He goes, I've decided that I'll actually do want kids. Because that would yeah. be great if you were quite a young pope. And then you could get to be pope and then be like, hey, you write a book about how popes can have it all. <laughs> Yeah, and he he and so he he he, he, qu- he retires as pope, and he gets back his pre-pope body. <laughs> That's right, and so which is, um, you know, what, what, like, what do you picture being pope does to your body? <laughs> well, I think a lot of them end up in a wheelchair. Yeah. from what I've seen, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah, I guess John Paul the second was kind of shitting himself and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and so pope, yeah. a pope who could have it all. It's a lot of pressure. Oh, sort no. of like a version of lean in, but for pope, popes. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, I also I don't know what if this is enough, but when we were discussing it earlier, there was um, the thought of people who are very reactionary. Mm. Um, who are likely to yell stuff. If mm. there was a way to maybe play them as an instrument. Oh, really good. Maybe you, uh, do you offend them? I guess so. Like You've got to offend in them. A, yeah, and extract the responses, but you'd need to have them divided up into different groups. Maybe different hate groups. If different hate groups had a different average pitch mm. i right? guess every group is going to have an, a different average pitch yeah i suppose if they're different demographics that'd be really good you could then you get them all, all the elderly lined up the children along a an air airline runway or something like that in different sections yeah no but they wouldn't even have to be in different sections i suppose that'd be the beautiful thing about it they could be all intermingled if they'd be up for that sort of thing i'm not sure that they would some, be some, of, hate the, some of the hate <laughs> groups may not be yeah but oh, I hate all the just elderly. be there in a mass, and then you just have a big digital screen, right? And you put up different images that makes them yell out in disgust. The different groups, you'd be, you know, it would. What you're really doing here, Alistair, is we're turning a dog whistle into an actual instrument. Yes. You say you're playing the dog whistle. <laughs> I'm playing, but it. it because it has a, a kind of has a like a resonance effect that it because mm. you know it's kind of like uh you know it's it's like going from a marimba to a vibraphone mm. you know exactly. the, the the dog whistle you if you they're all in a pipe that's right all the bigots are in a pipe <laughs> well no well no i mean like if you just play <laughs> the dog whistle chamber. and there's no bigots around right mm. it's just a a single sound right sure. but then if you if you have this resonance hate group Right, yep. that you play in front of, then the sound mm. kind of echoes back at you in, in it's somewhat transformed. Yes, yeah, correct. 
and you just say a, key, a, a series then of, of key phrases or images or whatever it is, and you get responses, and you modulate it, and you can, yeah, it's a, a simple, a simple idea. A simple idea from a simple set of words. When I say he was instrumental in dividing society, my emphasis is on the word instrumental. Instrument. Um, Andy, should I take us through the sketch ideas for this, the Two in the Think Tank episode 398? I think we're probably going to end up doing maybe 401 before we do 400, do you think? Yeah, sure. Well, I still haven't bothered to work it out. No, me neither. Oh, but if uh, we should remind audience that we're doing it October seventh, a Melbourne October time. October seventh, it is happening. Starting, what do you think, six or six thirty? Six. I think six. I think it's starting at six a.m. Because yeah. it would be great to not be there at six a.m. again still. The next day. Yes. Yes. But there's a chance we will be correct. Uh, there's a chance we will be correct. Yeah. All right. Well, let me take us through today's sketch ideas. We've got Obsidian <coughs> and a Cinnamon, a school group that teach different uh, teach how different people can get along, or not even different people, different things. Yeah. And uh, do you think one of us is dressed up as Obsidian and the other one is d- dressed up as a Cinnamon? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a Cinnamon. Okay, hang on. I've just. I know. This is going to be weird, but I have to go respond to a kid who's woken up. And oh, okay. Are not able to read. Oh, this is a very so interesting part yeah, of the I'll podcast. Right yeah, do you want to text me a photo of it, or do you really need to go right away? It's okay. It's okay. Indiana was still up, so that's good. All right. Oh. Um, now we've got the little hung, a little Wuhan hungry metal gobbler, um, and who make you know, and then he, well, does make when he eats all the metal, and then he mm. makes a mud that's sterile. <laughs> Um, but um, I, I would, the one question I was wanting to ask you that I didn't get around to when we were talking about this is that you said that if we ran out of metal, we would all die. Mm. And do you think that that would be the case still, even in this little metal, a hungry metal goblin no, scenario? No, I think I think in the hungry metal goblin scenario, I can imagine some of us surviving. Yeah. In this post-metal world, yeah, I think we would probably invent cardboard hospitals, so that yes. um, so that you know he can't eat all of them, and probably mm. maybe even a tile hospital, where everything is made out of tiles. All the implements, you know, the cutting implements, they're broken yeah. tiles. Uh, the uh, the bandages, they're tiles that you've boiled and for long enough until they go soft like a noodle. Mm. Mm. I think we'd invent new metal. New metal. Oh, was yes. Limp Biscuit? Were they new metal? I think so. Yeah. No. No. Limp Biscuit were. were oh, they were pretty close to that. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Great. Uh, then we have the living in a dystopia utopia with the with the guy who predicted how good it would be for sci-fi uh, writers, and then mm. we have the and then we have the next idea, which is kind of linked to this. But then we have the people who can come up with situations that are worse, become godlike mm. prophets. That's right. That's right. Thank you for responding. We just want to hear how, you know, we, we don't want to, um, we will no longer want to hear of good things in the afterlife. We'll just want to hear about ways. Bad things, things in the current life. Yes. 
Then we have private school that keeps them dumb for maximum happiness. Mm. Then we have right-wing folk musician who decides to run for Pope. Then mm-hmm. we have the book about how popes can have it all. <laughs> this is from the Pope who, the young Pope who decided to retire to have children. Yep. And then there's the playing the dog whistle. Beautiful. What do you think? Go to the song? Yeah, I think so. Aiden Carroll Earl. 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 Thank you so much for listening to me in the think tank. I feel like those all those sketch ideas were exactly as good as one another today. Thank you. Sometimes there are highs and lows, and today they're all exactly the same. Exactly the same. Except that you do get a little bit of extra joy picturing the hungry little metal goblin. Oh, that's true. That was a real highlight for yeah. me. His yeah. horrible little face. His horrible little... <laughs> holding all your metal and trying to run away from it. His him. yucky little eating sounds. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there'd be a lot of twisted metal. Why do they keep developing these things at that lab in Wuhan? What yeah. are they doing? <laughs> it's the same lab, too. Um, and do you reckon there's a... If I went on Spotify right now, I could find a... A heavy metal band called Wuhan Bats. Yeah, probably. I, there I is wouldn't one. be surprised. Mm. I bet you there is. Um, but not. I bet you wouldn't find one called Hungry Little Metal Gobbler. <laughs> um, but that's what you would be looking for metal on that on that Spotify. Indeed. Um I think, look, there's a chance I will be on this week's episode of Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. It's very exciting. It's always a good time. I think that's all I have to promote. Yes, it's a very, very good time. Can we um, talk about whether or not you'll be making an appearance in Blocktober? I I will be making an appearance in Blocktober, but I can say no more. (laughs) I can say no more. All right. not I've not signed an NDA, but I feel like they've asked me to not disclose mm. agreements that we've had. All right. I well. have an NDA. I'm not allowed to disclose all of the agreements <laughs> that I've had. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have an NDA. All right, guys. And I have an NDABN. And we non-disclosure Australian business you. number. <laughs> Love Bye. You. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.